this is the Angry Game Master. And and I don't know why I just called myself the Angry Game Master. Uh, perhaps for the same reason that I forgot the word sidebar uh, a little while ago, which you probably just listened to, because if you're listening to this, this is the supplemental Q&A portion of the proofread aloud I just finished recording. And I have a handful of um, Angryons here in the Angry Games headquarters studio, ready to ask questions and make comments, presumably about the article they just listened to me read aloud. Woosh is asking, did you actually hate writing this article or did it give you new insights you hadn't considered properly? No, I honestly hated writing it. I feel like there is nothing in there that I have not already said extremely clearly elsewhere. Okay, including the stuff on how to parse information properly for stealth and perception, which was included in the Problematic Actions article. The only thing I think this article added was the two paragraphs where I basically said, here's a bunch of distances to keep in your head. So, yeah, I actually really hated writing this. It was very difficult to write, and, um, you know, that's it. Okay. Chris Aor asks, if a player fails a perception roll, would you give them poor quality information or just no information? It depends heavily on the situation, but more than likely, if we're talking about an awareness roll, that is um, to see if they are aware of something in their environment that, you know, like the sneaking goblin or the secret door or the, the pit trap or whatever, then no, I will not give them any information. They didn't, there, there was no sensory leakage, so the thing that is hidden remains hidden. Andre's Edge asks, do you actually use the armor versus no armor rule for the thing, for the thing to work? I don't understand that question. I'm going to ask for clarification. Okay, Andre's Edge is asking, uh, are the mechanical penalties for stealthing and armor kosher for true GMing? Uh, they are beyond kosher, okay? They 100% make total sense, and a GM who ignores penalties for not wearing, or penalties for wearing armor in situations like stealth, as well as situations for jumping, climbing, and swimming, should be drug out to a street and shot, okay? No true game master ignores something that is going to have such an obvious impact on the outcome of an action as armor on something like stealth, okay? The, the, like the, the fact that anybody would consider those optional just proves how far gone modern game masters are. You know, actually, since I have some time while I'm waiting for questions to come in, I am going to interject a little story about that sidebar because I was thinking of a very specific incident that happened at my game the other night. And I probably should save this for the live chat, so I hope somebody who's listening in reminds me to also share this at the live chat. But the party heard a goat... Um, that was obviously in pain, like, you know, from, you know, hundreds of yards up the winding path through the hills. There was a goat screaming in pain. Um, and they didn't know what to make of it. So the elf, and this is AD&D second edition where elves are really, really stealthy unless they have party members next to them. So the elf decided to sneak up alone. The elven thief wizard, I think he's, yeah, I think he's a thief wizard. The elven thief wizard tried to sneak up and investigate. Um, and it turned out that it was an ambush, that what had happened was an ogre had broken a goat's leg um, 
in order to uh, draw things to investigate it. And the ogre was hiding behind a boulder, uh, waiting to bring whoever whoever showed up. Now, elves are also very, very difficult to surprise. So once the elf got close enough to the, to the, um, whatchamacallit, once the elf got close enough to the goat to see what was going on, then he, like, he sees the, the goat with the broken leg and he's like, oh, that seems terrible. And now he's like, you know, uh, what's, you know, a, like, you know, 300 feet away or whatever it is. And he sees the goat and he, you know, and now he's moving closer and he's moving closer. He keeps moving closer. He's, I asked later and he did suspect ambush, but he didn't know what else to do. So he just kept getting closer and closer. And then he moves in amongst the boulders where the gold, the goat is. And at that point he becomes aware, like he, he senses the presence of the ogre. Okay, elves have very, very good senses, so he hears the ogre breathing just a second before the ogre jumps out and rears up. So the, it, then he ends up like, um, well, now there's a problem because the rest of the party is a football field away up this winding path, and the unarmored rogue thief mage is now in basically combat distance with this ogre. And fortunately, elves in general are faster than ogres. And so um, he basically, he grabbed his signal whistle because the party has, actually the party has several signal whistles now. Um, he grabs his signal whistle and he starts booking it toward the rest of the party, running up the path, screaming and blowing, or not running up the path, flailing his arms, blowing his whistle the entire time. The party sees him coming first and then they see something lumbering behind him. And so they get into combat stance as he runs back to the party. But it was a perfect example of one of those situations where it's a trade-off. Like, okay, you know, you can stealth and sneak up, but, you know, if the people in armor, you know, if the non-elves are doing it, then they're going to be heard, you know, long before, you, you know, or they're going to be heard. They're going to be noticed. You're the the sneaky elf. To take advantage of that, you have to put yourself in a risky position, and then you have to decide what to do in that moment of like, well, you know, all my buddies are you know a football field away. What the hell do I do now that this ogre is um, jumping out at me? Uh, Logic Dragon is saying, I only just got here, so I don't want to ask questions in ignorance, but I'm glad I showed up for the questions. I don't care if you make fun of me or I would have joined something literally called the Angry, or I wouldn't have call, joined something literally called the Angry Discord. Nope, that's a fair point, and I'm not going to make fun of you. Um, so, nope, uh, let's see. I have oh, five minutes remaining. I think I have time for one last question. If somebody wants to slip in one last question, uh, it's probably going to be Drago, unless somebody starts typing and types faster than Drago. Except Drago stopped typing, and now Nori is typing. Which, I don't know how good Discord actually is at detecting when people are typing. And like, when does it decide that you, whether you're typing or not typing? Now Nori and Logic are racing to get the last question. Uh, and oh, now here comes Woosh. Now everybody's typing. Oh, Drago's typing again. This is so exciting. Uh, nope, Nori didn't ask or say anything. So, okay, moving on. Favorite stealth-related moment in a game? Uh, you didn't use the red exclamation, or the red question mark, so I can't answer that question. Though I will, okay. 
I will answer that. Okay, so one time uh, I had a party. I was running a and d 2nd Edition, and I had a party. Um, they were wandering through these very rugged hills, and all of a sudden, from hundreds of yards away, they hear the sound of a goat in agonized pain. And now they're trying to figure out what the sound actually is, and uh, there's, a, there's an elven thief mage in the party. Um, so he decides to sneak up uh, you know, but being an elf, he has to get away from the rest of the group because they'll ruin his stealth as an elf. So he sneaks up alone and <laughs> look, people always ask me about my favorite moment in games, like my favorite this moment or my favorite that moment, or honestly, my favorite moment is the last one that happened. It almost always is. I, number one, I can't think back far uh, that far. Um, number two, I am blessed with very good players, so many of my moments are good moments, and also I am an amazing GM, so every one of my gaming moments is a great moment anyway. Um, so, yeah, so my favorite moment is always the last one, or at least the last one I can remember. I honestly, that's like my least favorite question. I, you know, when I've done podcast interviews, people ask me to say, hey, what was your favorite creative plan that players came up with? I, I don't, I don't know. I can't remember. Jeez. Okay. Anyway, uh, Drago is saying, geez, angry. You won't take a compliment, but somehow our voluntary monthly contributions aren't compliment enough. Yeah. Yeah. I really am selfish. Uh, Chris Aor is saying, I appreciate the examples of how the true game mastery rules lead to emergent complexity, including the story. I think it's helpful to get reminders of what we'll get if we do it right. I don't think it's helpful, Chris Aor, because if you were doing it right, you would have discovered it already. And the fact that I have to keep reminding you that I gave you good advice that will lead you to good games just to get you to do it means that you're probably not listening to me anyway. And with no seconds left on the clock, I think that's pretty much the best point to end at. Reminding you constantly that I am a genius and I am teaching you the right way shouldn't be necessary. At this point, you should just know that. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. I'll be here in a couple of days with another proof read aloud. Uh, and that's that. <laughs>